was perfect. You run through it, you hit every club in your bag five times, and then you have enough balls left over at the end that you can hit 10 wedges and a couple extra drivers, and you're like, all right, I've, I've done all that I wanted to do. This is yeah. good. And I didn't just sit here and like hit 37 irons until I finally hit like, you know, every seven iron I wanted I hit to hit. The, and then, the baby draw I wanted. Yeah. And like, yeah, all right, right, now time to go to the eight iron. <laughs> 12 <laughs> balls left. <laughs> exactly. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deal Rob Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelrob.com. Uh, we're, we have an email address, wheelroutpodcast at gmail.com. Get the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod Center, Stitcher, all over the internet. We're all up in there. My name is Logan Whitehouse. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Log on the Don. Uh, I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where <clears throat> guys, it's got that feeling in the air. The humidity's down a little bit. The breeze was just slightly blowing. It was dark before 8 p.m. Holy moly. Fall. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, fall. We're back, I think. You Maybe. know nothing of that word. Fall? Yeah. Yeah, autumn. The autumnal vibes. Yeah, are you don't get to say autumn that far. Seven seven two. You're right. Good point. Who else is here? Uh, my name is Jordan Shank. I'm in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we are experiencing the the tinge of autumn in the air. Oh, it's it's likewise. Uh, yeah, it's starting to pitter patter on the walkway up to up to the house. You know, it, it's not fully in the door, but it's the coming. little feet. The little yeah. feet of autumn are pitter pattering. Yeah. yeah. Let's follow. Let's trademark that away. What do the Raiders have? The Winds of Autumn. That's the famous poem, or or whatever they read before the game. Ask your grandpa about it. He knows. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, obviously, shout out to America this weekend. The Ryder Cup was a roaring success. Um, I hope everybody hosting this show and listening to this show gets to be as relaxed and exuberant as drunk Dustin Johnson was at the uh, post-tournament press conference hero. Um, because that was a mood as the kids say is it that different than his normal his normal status yeah I think he was I think he was more talkative at the press conference. oh more talkative. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah yeah you should watch I'll, I'll he, send had, the whiskey, the he had the whiskey courage I saw was that where he got he answered the question yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Everyone thought that was really funny. You know, it was good. It was a good attempt. I, I would did like you, to see. Did more. you not? Was it not properly rated? It was over, uh, slightly overrated uh, as okay. a response. I'll, I'll send you the YouTube link. I mean, it was funny. For, it was context. funny for like stodgy yeah. golf guy humor, I suppose. I mean, it was just classic, like, like you know, you probably had many of these nights at the cube where like everyone's just in the kitchen. And and everyone's a little toasted, and you're just talking uh, way too loudly at each other. That's oh, what that. Yes. That's what that press conference. Was. And what was her sister, bro? Yeah. Which of the Yeah. <laughs> you gonna tell me I'm wrong? You gonna tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> grow up. Let's grow up. That's it. That was, I couldn't remember what he said when he got off the roof. No, no, I definitely know what you're saying. I love, 
I love the uh, the drunk golf guy celebrations because they they seem like they have the celebrating locked in as far as like a lot of the sports go. I mean, listen, everybody just kind of like starts pouring the bubbly and getting crazy. But the golf guys, I mean, maybe it's because like there's like more access to like alcohol during golf in, in general. There's like you know, you can play the game while like you know half in the bag as it is. So maybe they're more used to it. But uh, they especially Ryder Cups when there's like. There's like programmed in downtime for four right. people on each half. Well, also, you know, we got to remember too. This is probably like a bunch of like 175 pound white guys. Yep. It's not really. It's not really like we're dealing with like you know 280 pound LeBron James or it's anything like that. It takes like a magnum of a dom <laughs> yeah. to get drunk off of. But uh, so anyhow, who else is here? Who's who's silky baritone? Did I just hear? Wow. Oh, well, that's right. I forgot I hadn't introduced myself yet. Um, yeah, my name is Jason Creck. I. Uh, Keith Creech. I'm, I am also Keith Creech. I am also coming to you from the friendly city of Harrisonburg, where yeah, it's uh, it, the mornings are a little balmy. The mornings are there's a little little bit of condensation on the cars. It's it's coming. Wow. It's coming. Uh, but the afternoons guys. are delightful. Every the, the rest of the day is is wonderful. Football uh, weather. It's, it's football weather. Truly. And uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I tweet things at Jason Crick, usually about the Ryder Cup um because it's it's the best golf of it it's just wonderful i love it i love it very much and yeah i mean it must be said in in a for a solemn um for a solemn dignified sport uh america beat that this weekend oh, they, they they cracked it open real properly they, they provided they provided hands for 36 <laughs> straight holes on saturday friday and saturday so yeah yeah it was a little a little disappointing that there was a lack of sunday drama be yeah, honest. I I think well I think the fun thing is that like even like like it was over it, realistically it was probably over Saturday at lunch which is why Justin Thomas and uh, Daniel Berger pounded shotgun two beers on the first tee when they were yeah, off. See, see. Um, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think like even though everybody knew it, it was you know it was eleven five. Nobody's ever come back for more than ten six. I think there's still like you know there's like an outside chance like listen like think could go real bad on Sunday and <clears throat> there's some questions but then like yeah by hole eight when the little scoreboard was like USA leads in seven and right. then, yeah it was, it was well bad. when Ron didn't even win his match on Sunday yeah, that yeah, was he, not, he was not Scotty Scheffler Scotty, I told you guys Scotty just whooped it um, chef, I mean yeah. shout out to John Ramos dog. John Rahm's clearly the best golfer oh, in the world. I think he's far and away tired. the best player in the world. Yeah, he was just very tired from carrying that that team. He is supremely thick, weeks. though. I love, I love, is, I love a nice husky. Boy. That is a, that is such a fascinating rig. Like he is, just, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, he kind of wears he, like the Euro fitted pants too, which yeah. like almost makes him look more tapered than he should. Yeah, it's like, like a, he's he's like real good like like farmland in in Spain thick. <laughs> See, I think all the guys like. I don't want to say all the guys. Most of the guys on tour during like the David Duval, Tiger Woods days yeah. were built like that, but they weren't yes. wearing athletic. <laughs> they didn't have clothes. the they had the, the yeah. giant baggy slacks. John Rahm would have blended in so well yeah. in the oh, yeah. and yeah. early aughts. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got old man DJ going five and zero. Oh. We got the the most likable Bryson will be for the next twenty four months. Dude, the hat, um, the hat change is... The hat makes all the difference. It it's is a, a huge difference. Yeah. He, he looks, his countenance is different yeah. with a, a normal hat on. It's, it is it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think, like, on a more serious note, probably also helps that, like, he was 
he was not hated by everybody. Like, yeah. felt part That's of true. a group that was yep. happy to have him around. It so feels that, like it feels like changed, changed, probably changed a lesson. Probably a lesson in there. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, uh, I he thought, also uh, drove a ball 417 yards. He did. He did do that. Uh, and drove the green. There's few like that's got to be probably the most likable moment of his life, was where he he drove the green on one to open the day against Sergio. Like yeah. and that's just was, that was just such a moment. Putt. Yeah, yeah, and then dropped the eagle putt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty so. impressive. Uh, he had to club down to still drive the green <laughs> on a different hole and hit a three yeah. wood, which was yeah, hit three wood onto the green of a park. Yeah, his four. his caddy. Shout out to his caddy for really talking him down. Like yeah. in. Yeah, he would have bombed that into the gallery behind the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was just shell. This is openly shelling the gallery, but yeah, uh, that, I mean that guy's been on the bag for what two months, and he yeah. straight like knew exactly how yeah. to walk him back a club, which yep. was shocking. Very, very smart. Um, yeah. I'm excited to watch Colin Morikawa go like three one and one for the rest of his life at the Ryder Cup. I think he's just going to be a monster. He's got a good game for it. Like his irons, that that iron on seventeen was just like. He it's and, also uh, funny because like Paul Azinger like doesn't know what the hell he's talking about like eighty percent of the time, sure. and so like Morikawa hit that, and Azinger was like, "I oh, looks it looks way right. That's absolutely not where you want to be on 17. and then it just landed and just like rolled to like six inches. It was just like, "Wow, you you botched that real hard, buddy." You probably issue uh begin your begin your apology tour here, Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, Murakawa and Shoffley were super impressive to me. They were both oh, yeah. really, really, really solid. Shoffley played great on Friday in particular, but yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, and Bryson were, he and Bryson were fun as a pairing. It's a good, it was a good, good team all around. Yeah, um, Scheffler was, was paired with Bryson all week, but yeah. 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 All right. Well, we'll move on. Shout out to the Ryder Cup. You guys drinking anything tonight? Anything good? Anything good? Uh, I'm drinking more Polar. This is the Raspberry Lime. Uh, shift things up a little bit. Keep one of the goats in the rotation, the goat, though. The goat in my mind, the raspberry. Yeah, line. I I think I like the cranberry better. The raspberry Fair. to me tastes a little more artificial. Fair. Um, but it's still a good change of pace. Better Jason. than better than friendly city tap water that I just pound for the other Whoa. you know thousand hours of the week. So. Jason's got a dangerous, a dangerous shattered beer bottle. I just, I, I just opened. Uh, I, you know, I've often said drink local. I, I say this often. You do, right? Um, and so I just opened a optimization from Brothers Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and the the top rim snapped off and shattered, I believe, into the beer bottle. So I'm kind of time, time to get the pasta strainer out. Trying yeah. to feel Gordon, like I should. Gordon, a glass. You got some cheesecloth. Yeah. yeah, a coffee filter. <laughs> oh, gross! The beer is so flat and nasty. <laughs> you know all the stuff that makes beer good. What if you just yeah? But uh, you get the glass. I, I promise. Get the glass. So I'm gonna step away for like 20 seconds and figure out how to best yeah that's not fine. swallow a piece of glass. No yeah. worries. Yeah, try to make a lot of noise back there too. That'd be good. Awesome. I'm going to just right. I'm in. Um, I have a. Uh, Passion for Lacroix. That's what it is. Sp- yeah. Splash of OJ though. Still feeling, still feeling fruity and still tropical. feeling tropical. Up in still in the Gators Cup. Still in the Gators Cup. That. Yep, yeah. We're we're continuing onward. Gators are undefeated in my book this year. Base run. Uh, uh, God. What do we got here? Oh wow, we're actually doing it. Jason has procured the pasta strainer. The beer uh, is. No, that's like the lettuce washer. That's what I call that. 
Is that a lettuce spinner? It's not Jason? a spinner, but it's like a. Yeah. That's what I would wash lettuce in. No, you got to pour. What are you pouring that into? Why did you what? pour from so far away? Why are you pouring from so it's far so away? It's so tall. The thing is so tall. There's a glass under it. Have you ever been okay. to college, Jason? I was like, why are you pouring beer all over your kitchen table? <laughs> <laughs> Just into an open stream. <laughs> this is the oh, best, oh, like... Oh, shit, I forgot a cup. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tremendous. This podcasting is, is a, a visual medium. Perfect. Yeah, this is great well, radio, by the way. Just watching right. Jason pour pour <laughs> beer me. into num numerous kitchen apparatus at, at a time. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it moving here. College football. Uh, we were not super enthused by this weekend, and it delivered, of course. Uh, shout out to college football for always doing this to us. Uh, not quite um, a death week situation, but, you know, we were, we were on the verge. There were some teams really really on the brink of disaster, and some teams that did experience said disaster this weekend. Um I do want to. Uh, we don't need to get deep into coaching carousel, but I would like to. I would like to um, nominate a job for removal from the coaching carousel. Dino Babers at Syracuse, three and one. They took down Liberty this weekend. They're playing good defense. I mean, I don't know. Oh, hot dang! Yeah, I think we need to. I think we need you to remove. You, you don't have to twist my arm to take Dino Babers off the carousel list. Yeah, I don't think we need to uh, keep them on there anymore. So shout out to Dino Babers and Karis and uh, they'll probably beat Clemson again this year. Yeah, the way things are trending. Well, you know, Clemson is figuring out that turns it's it's, it's good to uh, score points to win football games and uh, hot takes, hot takes only on the wheel route podcast. You know, something that Georgia still hasn't figured out, but yet they 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 keep plowing, they keep plowing away. They did not have a problem scoring this weekend though, Georgia. Anyhow, Jordan, you were on site for the scene. You're at the scene of the crime on Friday night. It's true. UVA hosted the Wake Forest team of Deacons. Things did not go well. We got a very sad text from you about 11 minutes into the game, real time, that said Wake Forest scored on a broken, on a busted coverage on the first drive of the game. Uh, I hate it here, or something like that. And uh, and we were off to the races. Uh, Virginia yet again rolled up a lot of yards and gave up a lot of yards and didn't score enough points to win a football game against a good Wake Forest team, but still they got killed. What's yeah. up? Is uh, is Wake Forest currently the best team in the ACC? They're they're top three for sure. Yeah. As things stand today. Who's your who's your top three, Jordan? Uh, I would say Wake, Clemson, and uh let's go with Syracuse. Why not? <laughs> Let's give, let's give Dino Babers his due. I, I got no argument against you, man. You it's it's an Atlantic Jeff heavy Hathley? conference. It's always yeah. it always has been. Undefeated and, uh, Boston College is calling out your name, Jordan. Oof. Yeah, but uh, old, old Phil Jerkovich isn't going to be playing this season. He got he got hurt like week two. I think that's going to catch up to him eventually. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just I, I guess I was just asking <laughs> that question because I was like, certainly he's not going with North Carolina as his no no oh no no I, I was not um, no the the uva experience i knew that was doomed probably from the moment i got on 81 uh sure. it took me two over two hours to get to charlottesville because Oof. 81 south is continuously back on its bullshit of people getting in wrecks uh yeah. as the weekend approaches um i'm sick and tired of it i think i just want to live can't win you know, with it. You know that picture of the like the world's loneliest house that pops up on the internet <laughs> yes. and yeah. that's like in a bowl of an island. I think that's where I should live. I wouldn't have to experience 81 at all ever again. 
Yeah. Uh, you just need to get a phone connection to your bookie. Yeah. 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 You're good to go. Yeah. Just run, get Comcast to run, run a cable <laughs> out there and it'll be good. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the experience was not fun. The defense did not figure things out. Uh, I think so. I, I walked out of the stadium in between the third and fourth quarters uh, to try and get a, a decent jump on traffic. Mission accomplished there. Um, <laughs> but I heard. I heard so I heard some people who had like already made it out to their tailgates in the parking lot next to the stadium and they were talking about how much the defense sucked and one guy said that um yeah well, that's like that's 13 possessions in a row that the defense has given up points. Oh um, my gosh. So so I went and I looked back and the UNC game UNC did not punt at all. Uh, Wake Forest kicked a field goal early in the fourth quarter, and at that point, including the UNC game, the defense had given up points on 17 of the previous 18 possessions they had been on the field. The one that they did not give up points was when Sam Howell pooped his pants and threw an interception in the end zone. So there were definitely points on the way. <laughs> he, he just made an oopsie. Um but Jeez, yeah. So that means they haven't even forced like there hasn't even been like a random fumble or an interception or anything other than yeah. that one. Yeah. Other than I mean, that one interception, geez. it was just points, 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 points. I think it was it was something like eight or nine quarters without a forward punt, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, it was like second quarter of Illinois through third quarter of Wake or something like that. I think another just overall problem is the Friday night game. Um, that I'm over two that ne- now. That never works well. Yeah, yeah, you went to that sad Boise State game where they got yeah. shellacked. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was the last last Friday nighter I went to, and that was six years ago. And uh, I think you, you saw know, my dad not, there. Not everybody can own Friday night, so that's a good point. Maybe maybe we need to give up trying on that. But I think uh, Mac Brown was at that game as well. He left. Er- that was when he left early, right? Uh no, oh, okay. I don't think so. I think I watched the Mac leaving early on TV Got live it. as it okay. happened. But I see. Got or it. I might have been home in time to see that on TV <laughs> as bad as it was going. Sure. Anyhow. All right. Well, I don't so, know. Yeah. To, anyway, I thoughts and prayers to the Hoos. Apparently, Bronco is getting more involved with the defensive game planning. Mm. Uh, who, you know, mm. take that with a grain of salt. Is it? Um, I mean, it's not all obviously. We, we, we've discussed this at length, but, you know, college football fans love coordinator talk and yeah. uh, de- dump it on coordinators. I, chief amongst college football fans. But I, um, is it a Jimmy's and Joe's thing too, a little bit? I think so, yeah. I, it, it seems like UVA has no, like, edge rusher dude. Yeah, and that, that's, all. like, that's one of the frustrating things about watching this defense is there's not even a glimmer of, like, well, at least – so-and-so is winning his matchup consistently yeah. and like he can make something happen there is there's nobody across the board right now who you're like well if so-and-so can make a play like or we you know he might come through and make a play at this point you're just hoping on the offense making a mistake um yeah. which you know not an ideal w- way to approach it most right. coaches will tell you but uh yeah i think I think the roster management on that side of the ball has not been optimal, which is a little surprising. Um, but I, I think mean, there was, yeah, there was a point, what, like a year or a year and a half ago where Virginia had 
Snowden on the edge and you have two good linebackers and yeah, at I mean, least all, one, like, at least they, one like safety or recruits of, of note, right. That was yeah. actually, you know, playing and good. And anyhow, I mean, it's just, it's disappointing. And I know some of this stuff is a little bit cyclical as well, but um, inability to generate pass rush rush combined with inability to like just drop eight and cover really well is not, not a great place to be. And it doesn't seem like Virginia is uh equipped to do either one of those things which is not not now on the bright side they could be a hot destination in the transfer portal (laughs) here coming up because there's opportunity you want to play the saber do you want to play the saber for the who's old old boy from ohio state uh (laughs) who who quit the team he's a he's a commonwealth native seems seems like a uh i saw some some clamoring on twitter to bring bring him home via the portal so yeah, bring bring him home. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in on that. All right, um, we'll keep it moving here. We mentioned it already, but down goes Liberty, the Flames. They go down to Syracuse. Uh, shout out to Syracuse doing us all a favor. Um, I think Liberty's fine, but uh, Syracuse, good for them. Yeah, nice, good win, good little win for the Orange. Yeah, sure. All right, we'll keep it moving. Clemson at North Carolina State. This one was on in the middle of the day. Guys, doing a little bit of brewery hopping on Saturday. It was a lovely day. Lovely day in the life. We were in Lake Park, uh, West Palm Beach area. A few breweries over there. Made our way down to the Tropical Smokehouse afterwards. It was a a great day. Kept up with the games. Um, I did watch a fair amount of this while I was busy dusting my friend Pat at the shuffleboard. He will... will Table shuffleboard or full table? Table. Okay. Yeah, it was in indoor. We were at a brewery, guys. You know, you know the vibes at a brewery. Kind of an industrial theme. They had like a projector projecting like robots on the walls and stuff. A lot of concrete everywhere. Yeah. And they were blazing Alan Jackson's greatest hits in there. (laughs) It did not match the vibe at all and it was just one after another and it was Jackson like always matches the vibe that that's i mean it's just not true jason that's just not true <laughs> no. but it, it was just funny because it was like this what is going on in here it was i mean i don't know it was kind of early place was not exactly popping just like three dudes <laughs> just cruising around just drinking maybe someone just like had a ton of funds on on their touch tones account or whatever the that's probably true the virtual jukebox is and they're just yeah. like well they're they're running out next week. Uh, let's let's hear Alan for the afternoon. Right. Good point. So anyhow, I uh, we listened to Alan Jackson and we watched NC State um, battle with Clemson. This was not a uh, a beautiful football game, but Clemson catches another L on the season, down to two and two on the year. Uh, it would appear that Clemson just really cannot like pass the football effectively. And I think that that probably stems from offensive line play, like we talked about in that Georgia game earlier this year. Um, it just seems like they are not able to move the ball in any of the typical Clemson ways. Um, and that is troubling. I think their defense is fine, uh, but you know, putting a lot on their defense, NC State, you know, NC State's a good team, a good enough team. Um, and maybe this is just uh, an out of rotation year for Clemson, but kind of concerning for me for Clemson that like that offensive line is so bad and that they're incapable of it doing anything different. Um, I don't know, to generate some sort of like rhythm for the quarterback. I, I don't know. It's hard to put your finger on it. They just, they are very stuck right now. Yeah. I think Tony Elliott was either today or yesterday saying that they are really struggling to make layups, I think was 
was the quote he used, but just like on first down, especially and second down, just like get ahead of the chains and give yourself yeah. some breathing room. Like the NC State game, uh, looks like Clemson only averaged a little over four plays a drive. Like Oof. that's that's tough, and that's a really tough spot to put your defense in as well. Oh yeah. Um, even if your defense has a lot of talented guys on the roster, like. NC State ran dang near 100 plays from scrimmage. So yeah. um, that that's not going to get it done. Sorry about it. Yeah, I, I was listening to uh, Split Zone Duo today, and I think Richard Johnson did a good job of explaining the Clemson offensive approach. I've, I've tried to explain this, and I probably just say offensive things and call their offense like a high school offense and, you know, do things like that. But – he, he basically was saying that like their offense relies so much on like highlighting individual skill player advantages. Yeah. And right now they're just not blocking well enough to get the ball to those skill players that should have the advantage, nor does it appear that they have the typical advantage that they usually have, right? There's no Travis Etienne to bail them out. There is no T Higgins on the outside to catch, you know, 50, 50 jump balls. And frankly, there's no Trevor Lawrence to put the ball exactly where it needs to be. So, I mean, all three of those things add up and you can't, run a, a fairly simple offense um to the great effectiveness that usually do but uh anyhow jason did you catch any of this no i didn't uh i didn't was, see any of the game i saw some of the numbers just like from from the little tidbits i saw on twitter and that sort of thing i i, I agree with everything you have said it just something isn't clicking like there's not there's a there's a gear out in the machine and you can tell they're just very out of rhythm whether mm-hmm. through scheme or like Oh, this this move is a step slower than it was last year, and that is throwing everything off. Um, yeah, you can you can very tell you can very much tell that they're lost is probably dramatic, but they're definitely like like Sur- it's like searching. A, the offense... They're certainly searching. I mean, they're pressing too. Yeah, I think it, a little it's bit like, too. It, it's like the offense. It's the the feeling you get when you like don't realize that you're out of stairs going upstairs, and you just kind of like lurch. <laughs> that's what it, that's what their offense looks like. Yeah. You should also note, too, this game did go to overtime. NC State missed like a 37-yard field goal at the buzzer to win this game. They missed three field goals in the game. Uh, shout out to NC State for actually winning because this is the classic kind of game that a team – NC State deserved to win this game, and they yep. did, right? You know, sometimes justice. these games – Sometimes justice is not served, especially in favor of, uh, you know, teams like – you know, teams that have a lot of talent and make their own luck and things kind of bounce their way, so – yeah. Shout out. Before we move on from this game, I just want to say shout out to really everybody for restraint, showing restraint in the aftermath and not doing a lot of Clemsoning tweets. Not a mostly just self-referential Clemsoning tweets. I wanted to be. I wanted to send out a Clemsoning is back. Uh, tweet, yeah, but. but see, that's what I'm talking about. We showed restraint. I think <laughs> we that shows maturity and growth. <laughs> we did it. Pat ourselves on the back. Something tells can, me Clemson, this might not be the last time Clemson gets a chance to Clemson this year. Yeah, we yeah. can we can <laughs> pop off we'll, when they lose to Dino Babers and Syracuse. We'll circle back around yeah. to the Clemsoning tweets. Get the drafts uh, ready. Exactly. All right. Tennessee was at Florida in the swamp under the lights. Um, guys, the absolute disrespect that Dan Mullen showed this Tennessee team this year was tremendous. Tennessee's not very good. Tennessee scored 14 points in this game on two like one was a like a screen pass, a couple broken tackles. One was just a shot play on a broken coverage. Uh, otherwise, Florida's defense played really well. Can't really rule out, you know, 150 yards worth of plays that happened on two plays. But um, And Emory Jones uh, had a great game. Did not throw an interception this game. So shout out to Emory Jones. Uh, yeah. I saw he uh, ran for like 
over 100 yards and threw for over 200 yards in this game, which is pretty impressive. Um, but like I was saying, Kyrie Elam did not play in this game, held out precautionary reasons with a knee sprain. Florida did not start their starting right guard or right tackle in this game, and I think still ran for over 300 yards on Tennessee. Um, yeah, there was a, a couple other guys that didn't play just for sort of precautionary reasons um, with some, I guess, important games here coming up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. this is not your, your Tennessee-Florida game of old. Hendon Hooker had – had a, a good start to the Friends game the and they, they, they tried to, in front of the program, Hendon Hooker, uh, they tried, they, they did Jordan. I don't know if you saw this, the, the classic ill-fated flea flicker in which the like running back throws the ball back to the quarterback as the quarterback is just getting just train wrecked by like three guys. And, oh, he got, he got really whomped, extremely whomped. And, uh, I mean, he like did the thing where like the offensive lineman picks him up by his shoulder pads and he was like, knees were like limp and he was like holding his neck and it was like, Oh man, <laughs> felt felt bad. He got knocked out of the game. Um, and in comes Joe Milton. Have you seen this Joe Milton guy play? I mean, he was uh, in Michigan last year. Not not at Tennessee, I haven't. He I remember him in Michigan. Like the most fully developed version of the Felipe Franks has no touch like thing that we <laughs> talked about. Like he my man has a cannon. You like, you know it's like Oakland Raiders Jamarcus Russell. Yes, yes. You know he could throw the ball out of the stadium and he is just out here. Every pass, I mean, he have guys wide open on the sideline, and it is on a line crossing out of bounds, like 10 feet over the <laughs> guy's head. It is crazy. This guy, this is like this dude's third or fourth year of college football. So, anyhow, Tennessee maybe has some Jimmy's and Joe's issues. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good it was a good performance by Florida. Um, you know, I shared with Jordan earlier today, Jason, a stat that I saw, but I saw, like, Florida had the number one passing offense in the country last year, and this year they had, like, the number three rushing offense in the country, which is pretty impressive turnaround, um, especially given that they're going up against, like, Navy and uh, Air Force Service Academy rushing teams too, right? Um, yeah, so I, I think, actually, Spencer wrote about that in the top whatever this morning. Of, oh, like, okay, nice. Listen, there's plenty of faults to find in Dan Mullen, uh, but, like, one of them that he's shown is that, like, he doesn't ever try to fit a square peg in a round hole. And yeah. that's more than you can say for a lot of, frankly, very good football coaches. Mm -hmm. is yeah. They're still is very insane, stuck in their ways. It's like if you just swallow your pride a little bit <laughs> and you you can make millions more dollars than you're making. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but but Mullen Mullen's always I mean, he's always been good at that, and he's now doing it with you know, very few teams have the the level of talent pull that Florida will. Mm -hmm. and does and so um you can kind of very quickly see the see what that does for a team yeah definitely did you catch any of this i did not, not 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 the most important game on the schedule for sure um was happy to see emory jones have a good game there's been you know some rough uh fan treatment of the quarterback that i don't know i'm just not a big fan of that in general um and another thing you know shout out to dan mullen for sticking with this guy giving him opportunities to learn uh to throw maybe some interceptions that don't look so good and um moving on anthony richardson again did not play in this game but he was clear he's been cleared to play the last two games he's set out for precautionary reasons as well so um maybe next week all right let's move it on lsu uh was at mississippi state um, LSU jumped out to a big lead here. Mississippi State had just like, some ridiculous turnovers early in the game. Uh, there was also a couple busted coverages, just big plays that led to big plays for LSU. Um, and LSU built a pretty big lead. And Mississippi State 
almost came all the way back. Uh, familiar theme this week, but uh, didn't work out yeah. for Mississippi State at home. So what are you going to do? Tough sledding. Yep. Uh, LSU looks all right. They look a little pluckier on offense. Max Johnson seems to have settled in as the quarterback there. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte, one of the best one of the best names um, in the SEC, in the country, for that matter, this year. Yeah. Uh, is doing a good job playing. LSU always has, like, a, a wide receiver that you know is, like, going to be on your fantasy team. You know, like, DJ Chark, that guy was there. You know, OBJ. There's just all, all these guys that are all just uh, – you know, they're all they're, they're, they're a guys. lot. They they're, produce a lot of wide receivers too that like will be in a lot of fantasy team names. Like when, <laughs> when the Baby true. Shark song was big, it was oh, DJ yeah. Shark Doo Doo was was probably a popular option. Um, I'm sure people could work OBJ in to a fantasy football team somehow. I um, couldn't imagine how they would be able no, to do this that. Is a, yeah. This is a Disney family friendly podcast. Who's to say? <laughs> we, to say? We, we would, would never right. speculate. No. Right. So. Um, I was, I happened to be watching the, like, what do they call it? The SEC in 60 that they do on the SEC network. I don't know if you've okay. ever seen this, this program, but they just rifle through all the games in like 60 minutes and just show you like rapid fire play. I mean, it's like oh. nonstop, just play, 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 play. And, um, that's why I, I unfortunately found myself watching the Kentucky South Carolina game. Okay. See, but, I was, I wanted to ask you about this because, uh, Kentucky's offense specifically, how, how do you feel about the Wildcats offense? Ooh. Um, it's a little, they seem a little okay. held back. They seem a little held back by their quarterback. Um, okay. but they do, they do some, I think they do some interesting things, but like, they always seem like they kind of rely on this. Like, uh, who is, who is the dude that punched old boys headphones off his head the other day <laughs> at, at the bowl game a couple years ago at from Virginia bowl. tech. Yeah, yeah. At the bell bowl. Don't um, remember his name. Oh gosh. They always have a guy like that. And they have a guy like that this year too, that that probably gets like some wildcat wildcat snaps and is good and is fast and is always open over the middle um it seems like they have two good running backs they really tried to feed the ball to their two good running backs they fumbled in this south carolina game like four times and it would they were flirting with disaster i mean they fumbled in the shadow of their own goalpost one time and the guy recovered the ball they fumbled on their own side of the field again recovered it and these were like like South Carolina guys like got the ball in his hands and you can see like big eyes, like he saw the glory. He was going <laughs> to take it to the crib and it just didn't stay in his hands. Right. So um, they, I, I mean, fumble luck is a little tough to predict. Uh, I think it was a sloppy game, but from what I saw, seems a little bunched up and uh, plotting. Okay. But yeah. it could have been South Carolina dictating like the way they needed to play that too. I don't think South Carolina was going anywhere. So, so the reason I ask is I had heard, uh, I guess a couple weeks back that Kentucky's offensive coordinator is a Sean McVay disciple. Oh, um, I think I had heard that. Before, so I yeah. looked him up and he, he looks like a, a bizarro Sean McVay <laughs> a little bit. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, so I was just curious, apparently like early returns week one and maybe week two were encouraging to some folks. Um, and we all know yeah. how football guys feel about Sean, the Sean McVay tree as vast as it is already. So sure. Yeah. They, um, they might've come back down to earth this, this week and not had such a good game. Maybe South Carolina's got plucky defense too. It just, it seemed a little, yeah, uh, Beaverball. Like, come on. It, it seemed a little like uh run up the middle heavy for my taste, but I know ultimately a Sean McVay offense is predicated on like what his own running scheme. He's kind of like a, uh, he's like a, uh a shanahan guy kind of yeah west, i think so west coasty ish yeah so um but hip but fun right you know. 
Um, South Carolina does not look great either. Just throwing that out there. They seem pretty limited also at the quarterback position um, as evidenced by our guy Zeb Noland and uh, whoever's he's still uh, getting snaps. He is not. Uh, they have, they have gone back to Luke Doty, I believe is his okay. name. Um, but yeah, yeah, gonna need to gonna need to probably get a couple of recruiting cycles in there for old Mister Mister Coach Guy, the Beamer, Coach Shane, Coach Shane. Uh, all right, we'll keep it moving here before we get to picks. North Carolina, just I don't even know what happened. I didn't see this. I didn't watch any of it, but they lost to Georgia Tech evidently, and just like nearly got shut out. I mean, they didn't score very many points at all, did they? Like they got seven? smoked by by Georgia Tech. Yeah, weird. But um, I think they were up early too. Oh, were they? Okay. I'm trying to find the game summary here. Georgia Tech's quarterback, Jeff Jeff Sims is his name, yes. I believe, uh, did not start and played great. So I don't know maybe if that was a send a message, don't start. So uh, North Carolina scored a touchdown on what looks to be their first, maybe second drive. Okay. Uh, to make it 7 nothing, and then gave up 27 unanswered. Hmm. So, That's that, we call that the Florida State strategy. Any coach will tell you that <laughs> Most 27... <coaches> <laughs> In any sport, got twenty-seven to seven run, not great, you know, not yeah. ideal. But uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of North Carolina. They seem like the most ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. Uh, again, they just they they lost a lot of guys from last year. I don't know. I, you can't bring everybody back every year. But yeah, the it ACC must just be a, a home field team. The right ACC now. is a glorious poop poop factory. Right well, they now. were they were in Chapel Hill this weekend. They got blasted. So was it really? A home game for them. Yes, crazy. The Ramblin' Wreck. Shout out to Miles Brubacher. You know, you know, you know our guy Miles is. Oh, no, is riding high. No, it wasn't Georgia Tech. Why did it yeah. say versus? That's annoying. Mm. On their team page, it says bro. versus Georgia Tech. Weird. I got UNC at Georgia Tech. Anyhow, semantics. <sighs> right. Weird. All right. Well, anyhow, still weird. Uh, Mac Mac Brown's lost control of the program. Good to see Georgia Tech bounce back from that early. Ugly yeah. week one loss. Do we need to? Uh, do we need to move? Oh, is is Georgia Tech guy, Mister Georgia Tech guy, on the uh, hot Collins? seat watch? No, no. We have him on the third tier watch list, but he is uh, he is moving himself away from it. I was holding out hope that he was going to get fired and become Florida's DC, and all all was going to be righted in the world. But guess I'm wrong. No, I mean, continue to played. grind out five win seasons as Georgia Tech's head coach. Yeah, can't wait. When does Virginia play Georgia Tech? That'll be a, a real mess. Can't uh, wait. I think it's the weekend I'm visiting you guys oh. at the end of October. So we'll, yes. get to, we'll get to cry about that one together. <laughs> a matchup for the ages. Love it. Um, yeah, the 23rd. Mm, perfect. Uh, and then last but not least, the University of Southern California goes down to Oregon State, 45-27. to 27. They were getting trounced in this game. They lo- they got trounced in this game, but they were – it was ugly early for a while. Um, got to think USC's got to be looking to make a coaching change here soon, right? Hey-o! <laughs> got him. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, to say about this. I just wanted to point out that the, the rich get richer, but the opposite, so – yeah, well, they had like they had the one the week, the one week after the firing, where the guys rallied around the interim coach. That's true. They really stepped it up, and then I think everyone started filling out transfer portal yeah. applications. Our, our Padawan, probably... our Padawan Lord Keaton Slovis was uh, yeah, unable to you know rally the troops. Anyhow, all right, Jordan, take us into the picks. 
How did we do? The people are dying to know. Oh, I bet you are, Logan. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Logan, with another shining week above the 500 line. Excuse me. Logan finished 4-1 and one on the week, mm. and uh, mm. Jason and I came in at 2-3. and three. That puts our overall performance, Logan, in number one spot, 13-7. and seven. Jason and I at 11-9. So we're still all profitable. Uh, we like that. that through week four. Uh, the, the shareholders are happy. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, look, we'll look to get back in the lab and get better in week five. Um, so, yeah, we'll start. We had Notre Dame versus Wisconsin in Chicago, Soldier Field. Uh, Logan, you got you had to be feeling pretty good about yourself coming out of this one already a game ahead of Jason and I. Um, I Notre did. Dame looked good. Well, did okay. Did you did you watch a lot of this? I watched some of it. Did in, you, like in, in it was did, I was splitting time just, this okay. Ryder Cup. Did you listen to the full cast after dark? No. Okay, so uh, Ryan Nanny asked a question. Like, can you guys guess when? the last time in this game um, Wisconsin had the lead. Did they? Yeah, they did have the lead in this game at, at one point. Uh, Was it third quarter? I'll just skip right ahead. They had the lead in this game with like 12 minutes to go in the game. It was really? 13, it was 13 to 10 and Notre Dame scored 31 points in the fourth quarter. And uh and 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 had like two pick sixes and another interception Uh, our guy mertz or ertz or sturtz or whatever his name is from wisconsin just threw all the interceptions in the fourth quarter so they 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 were forced to throw it it certainly was i thought this line to me and listen i don't want to like do I told you so in here. But no, this go is ahead. It's week four. I, like, I thought that plenty of times. Live it up, Logan. To me, the lines felt really weird. Like, what were we basing a six-and-a-half-point Wisconsin, like, favorite off of? Like, I don't think they had been any less or more, any, like, to that degree more impressive than Notre Dame had been this year. And Notre Dame, I know, had squeaked by a couple games and, like, won by the skin of their teeth. But Wisconsin has already lost the game and also, like, not looked overly impressive elsewhere. Um Anyhow, I, I just I thought this like seemed weird to me, but yeah, no, I mean, weak juice. Anyway, Jason and I both drank it. That thirty <laughs> that thirty one point fourth quarter will do it for you. But yeah, I was watching like the replay of this game, and just like the whole fourth quarter is just like, all right, Mertz back to pass, and oh, <laughs> it's an interception. There's just like the cavalry is running back down the field. Um, so yeah, Wisconsin kicked a field goal with fourteen fourteen to play. Yeah, to go up thirteen ten. Uh-huh. Notre Dame ran the ensuing kickoff back 96 yes, yards. Yes, yes. Yeah, that they was uh, the kickstart 31, 31 nothing run across 14 minutes. Right. Of time. That involved two pick sixes and a kickoff return for touchdown. Yeah. So 21 of those 31 were, uh, you know, generated yeah. else, elsewhere of the offense. Our guy Being John, involved. our guy, our guy John Mayer, uh, his body was not a wonderland in the end zone this this day on this oh, day, boy. but oh, it boy. will be. It will be soon. Uh, can't wait for that. But yeah, no, I, I was. I, I mean, I think Notre Dame is probably fine i still don't think they can really block that well and that should catch up to them eventually you would think but i don't know they, they kind of are like eking games out and i i don't want to count this as eking it out but i mean you're not often probably a lot get went 20... right to make the margin yeah you're not you're going right. to get 21 points out of your uh your defense and special teams on most games unless you're bama paul 
Good point. Uh, speaking of teams that are not Bama, we also <laughs> had uh, Louisville at FSU. Louisville was favored by two here. They got off to just Oof. a gangbuster start. Yes. And uh, then held held on. Uh, <laughs> that That's about all I can say. I did not watch this game. Uh, I did see that Milton was the only quarterback who played. I guess Jordan Travis had some hmm. injury concerns heading into the weekend, so it sounds like he was not able to go. Um, shocking, shocking that a Florida State quarterback would be hurt. I would never expect him to be hurt playing behind this offensive line. Yeah, behind that titanium <laughs> shield of an offensive line he has. Uh, right. FSU's 0-4. That's, yeah. that's not awesome. Can we play a schedule game real quick? Just just yes. out of curiosity. Ooh, who are we talking? Florida State. Oh yeah. Here we go. Who's I mean, on it? They've still got to play Clemson. They got they got Syracuse next week. Which is that was one is of the games we had. Syracuse? Yeah. Uh, that's one of the games we had marked as like, yeah, you know what? They'll probably get off. They'll the probably win that one. And win, uh, I mean, and they could still win is, that one. There's no, no that game is at uh Doe Campbell. Oh. Oh so nuts. they they got Syracuse at home, then they go to UNC. Okay. Then they have UMass. Then they go to Clemson. Then oh, they got UMass. NC State at home, and Miami at home. Then they go to Boston College in November, which is not going to be enjoyable. No. And then they go to bit. Florida. UMass Oof. could be their only win. <laughs> yeah, it's not out of the question. Dog, I am so. In glad fact, I bet that is under. that is likely the only game they're going to be favored in. All right. Uh, yeah. Quick, quick uh, game. For the boys, early line, Syracuse at Florida State. Syracuse minus nine and a half. Hmm. I'll go Syracuse minus like three and a half. Florida State is favored by four and a half. <laughs> wow. Wow. I think I think the Syracuse being on the road is a real bugaboo. I, I guess. I could, I could I could see that. Yeah. But let's pretty, pick, let's pretty make sure we pick that one. I might sprinkle. I might sprinkle a little, little orange dust down. <laughs> I just love the you you phrase it. I might sprinkle. Yeah, I might sprinkle. Out there dribbling in your shorts. I've been known you know to sprinkle saying? from time to time. Uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, Mike Norvell apparently had had some things to say. I didn't. I just saw a tweet. Mike Norvell goes on in passion rant or something like that. So. Well, I'm sure that was clickbait. Like, you don't see how hard this team works and how we love can, each other. Let me see if I can pull. Let me see if I can pull some quotes here. They <clears throat> practice so hard when y'all aren't watching, and I it promise just kills you we're going we're going to get it fixed. That you would you write these like, things yeah. about these young men. Sounds like a Will Muschamp rant to me. Yeah. Love this. He really he really said a lot of nothing. Yeah. If we're being yeah. honest, uh, sounds shocking. like sounds like a guy who knows how to protect the bag to me. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of bags, Jimbo Fisher, he's protecting his with those oil prices, you know. Twitter. You know. Oil these are, these are the Twitter. Kind of, these Twitter. are the kind of segues that our listeners pay for. Yeah. I, I put a lot of time in it. Oil money. It, as, as you can tell. Uh, A&M versus Arkansas. This was in uh, Jerry World. Guys, the consensus pick took a hit on this one. Uh, but man, was it, it it was fun! Like that that was just a sight this, to see. This was a. This you was want to a, talk about running hog wild? Yeah. Hey, 
the Kendall Bryles offense, you know, they, <laughs> they jumped all over him. Never would have thought that, you know, we would have, uh, be saying the good things about Kendall Bryles offense. That quarterback, KJ Jefferson for Arkansas is a load. He's that a is, unit. He is a big dude. And, uh, they, Certainly run the sacrifice the quarterback at all costs offense. Shout out Rodney Landers uh, and the Dukes Ooh. back in the day. But, um, yeah, I mean, they got it done. They did a great job of taking advantage of their scoring opportunities early. And then they played fantastic defense. Uh, and it would appear that uh, Zach Calzada is not ready um, for the big show uh, as the trigger man there um, for the Aggies. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this was this this had like that sort of – this was a, a, a 330 – CBS SEC football game like this had the feel you know this we knew football yeah. was back there was what it also big, felt big hits like different a lot of defense a lot of punting it um, also felt just because it was in Cowboy Stadium and it was played late afternoon and like it felt one of those 330 CBS foot NFL games it did actually, like yeah. guys flying around and <laughs> AFC AFC East just, it felt like yeah. a like a Thanksgiving Day game like it was like yeah. almost like it felt like a special occasion or when the like, NFC East has a crossover opponent <laughs> but they play on CBS when they usually play on Fox there you go Re- real ones know what I'm talking about especially from the valley how 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 they uh, distribute these games across the airwaves. But, Shout out uh, to WFT. Yeah, thoroughly impressed with Arkansas in in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. The one, like, underrated kind of hilariousness that I noticed was just how pissed off Jimbo was with whoever <laughs> wide receiver number zero on Texas A&M was because <laughs> this guy th- probably got roasted again on film multiple times, but just, like, they yeah, would run screens. Have a good Monday, I'm sure. He would run. They would run like wide receiver bubble screens, whatever, out to this guy's side, and he just like would watch his defender like zoom past him hey, and make a no, tackle. And hey. then he throws hands up like, "What am I supposed to do?" And like you, they would cut to Jimbo, and multiple times he's pulling zero in, like looking, given the exasperated looks that we saw a lot towards the end of the Florida State. Tenure, where it's just like the glasses way down on the end of the yeah, nose like like son, i can't believe what i just yeah, saw son right. like so thoughts and prayers to number zero um, yeah hope- you know what they say guys no block no rock you know that's yeah. the, that's the number one rule of being a wide receiver well there's one play they like they swung a pass out to the running back behind him and he had like four arkansas defenders in front of him yeah. And so he kind of like half blocked at one and everyone just swarmed Valkyrie <laughs> behind him. And then he just turned around and was like, the hell am I supposed to do? Like, I know I'm going to get chewed out by Jimbo, but I like what, you know. It's going to happen either way. I might not, might as well not catch some hands yeah. in the way past. Yeah, There was nothing I was going to do to make this a positive play, but yeah. No, Arkansas is interesting. They they don't like have jump off the screen skill talent, but they do have a, a couple dudes. Like that receiver is a Traylon Burton. He is awesome. They have like a safety that is a scud missile. He's really good. <laughs> um, they might have like two different Traylons too, which is which is wild. You know, Always have, dangerous. Have not met a whole lot of Traylons, and both of theirs are awesome. But uh, and then their quarterback is good, and I, I hope he's healthy enough to give it a go full bore because they are going to Athens for a noon kick uh, on Saturday, which is going to be interesting. But um, I mean, shout out Arkansas. It's a, it's a cool story. Like, yeah. again, like I think I, I, I don't want to be like, I mean, they're up to number eight in the, in the poll, which is cool. I mean, that's really great. I, I don't know that I would 
say that Arkansas is the number eight team in the country um, necessarily, but they probably have the resume to deserve being there. So sure, why not? It's yeah. like it matters. Um, <clears throat> so I think that it'll be, an, uh, of course, a big measuring stick against Georgia because Georgia's defense is going to be V disruptive against like what can be at times a bit of a one-dimensional Arkansas attack. And um, But if Arkansas is able to do what they did against Texas A&M, who has a really good defense and kind of keep them off balance with the running game, the quarterback run, um, and KJ Jefferson can continue to improve with his downfield passing and just his passing in general, uh, they'll be, they're dangerous. You know, they, they're, they're tough. It's not like Georgia's gonna, well, I, I say it's not like Georgia's gonna score 60 points. They scored like 70 points this weekend, but, um, I think Vanderbilt is particularly Vanderbilty this year. So. Yeah, that was, that was, I'm exci- uh, yeah. not safe for work. I'm did. excited for that one. I, I don't want to ever feel bad for Texas A&M, but it does suck that their quarterback, starting quarterback, is is out. I don't know if he's out for the season. He's out for a while. He had a cracked leg. <laughs> they referred to it as like they found a crack in the dude's leg. It's like, oh, so Hard it's broken? Pass. Sounds broken to me, you know? Yeah. But um, I guess so he's probably – maybe it's not a full, you know, out for the year type of situation. But uh, I know they had high hopes for this year, and I think that they can still have high hopes for this year. But um, they seemed to lack – a level of dynamicness, um, and you know, even like their running back is good, but even he's just kind of like, all right, I mean, he's good running back, and he totes it, but it's a very straightforward attack right now yeah. for Texas A&M. When just kind of like, uh, I don't know if attitude-wise is the right way to phrase it, but just like Arkansas was clearly the team like dictating how how this was going to go. Yes, and it, it was like A and M was not giving any instructions or like putting. They didn't have a very loud voice. They were just trying to keep up mostly. Yeah, and it was only like a seven point game for a good portion of the second half, and it just never really to me seemed like a given that Texas A and M was going to find a way to score, and yeah. that was that. That's a credit to um, Barry Odom. I mean, he had he had him he had him rolling. They're getting pressure too with. Just three dudes, so that's impressive. They 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 got a nose tackle that is a, a large, imposing fellow Must as well. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Game number four was UCLA at Stanford, six p.m. Eastern time, three o'clock local. I didn't watch a lick of this. It seemed like UCLA was in control for the majority of it. I think my my point when we picked this game was that UCLA can run the ball. Stanford is susceptible to the run, and it looks like UCLA got to 200 yards rushing on the game. Uh, so good for the Bruins. A little bounce back win, and uh, they're back on track. Uh, the quarterback did get hurt in this game, yes? DTR? I think he did, um, which is not ideal. I saw Bud. Bud was tweeting about it. What injuries are y'all keeping an eye on this for, for next week? Probably Thank purely God. for gambling purposes, yeah. not for, you know, human interest purposes. But he uh, wants he, he's a big fan of jumping on early lines, which, you know, that that's like playing with fire. But I, I, I appreciate yeah, that. I kind of respect it a little more pizzazz in your, <laughs> like to, in your activities. I like to get out there. Yeah. Um, Apparently I he practiced today. Oh, OK. That's according good. to the Los Angeles Times. <laughs> Um, I, I watched the abbreviated version of this game and yeah, UCLA looks competent. They're just, they, they look good enough, run the football. 
think good things happen, don't have to throw the ball a zillion times, and uh, that's their recipe for success. So UCLA is ranked 20 now. Yeah. Um, they got home Arizona State at Arizona at Washington as their next three. That sound like dubs to me. Then they Arizona heard State could be plucky, though. Yeah. yeah. Now that they're it's not an elevation it is BYU. Game. <laughs> my, my sweet elevation boys then they host Oregon and then they got at Utah home Colorado at USC home Cal and they I don't see them losing more than three the whole season so this is probably your Pac-12 South squad I feel like, I feel like it probably has to be yeah and then what poor team from the north are they going to have to play I mean who is going to be representing Oregon I yeah, guess it's Oregon, Oregon right? in the north yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Be a rematch. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think probably UCLA-Utah on October 30th probably decides the South. Ugh, and Utah sucks, so it shouldn't. Yeah. But uh, Wait, is that at Utah? Is that at okay, Here we go. Elevation boys. We're yeah. back, baby. <laughs> join perked up immediately. Is it at might, night? Might join Bud and jump on an early line there. <laughs> See what kind of early value I can get. See what kind of early sprinkling. UCLA, I can do. Utah. You're the only person yeah. on earth that's I'm setting UCLA, iPhone Utah. alarms for October 20th at 6 a.m. Lines uh, out yet? But anyhow, a lot of good talk here about UCLA Stanford. This game, um, it happened. Yeah. So we can move on to another game that happened. Ugh. Yeah, it did. Uh, West Virginia, you? Oklahoma, certainly did happen. I watched the first half of this and then uh, went to a friend's house and watched the UFC fights, not to brag. But uh, first half was, uh, you know, football. It was like I was really impressed with West Virginia's opening drive. They marched right down the field, dropped seven on Oklahoma's head, and I felt pretty good about the cover at that point. I felt like, mm-hmm. okay, I think I think they can prevent – a 24-point swing in the other yeah. direction, especially the way Oklahoma's first drive looked. We need to we need to stop we need to stop doing that. Kentucky did the same thing in this horrific South Carolina game that I watched. They went right down the field. I was like, oh, oh, oh. and then it was from then on out. It was once they got off the script, they were lost. They won that game. They 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 were up seven nothing like five minutes into the game. They won that game sixteen to ten. And yeah, we can, we can move on. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think West Virginia's. Defense is good, plucky. Uh, they just didn't really, didn't really move the ball here. I mean, West Virginia really, 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 really shot themselves in the uh, in the PP here um, at the end of this game. I, there was like a like a horrific bad snap, like loss of like twenty seven yards that yeah. really, 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 really screwed them. I can't emphasize how much that screwed them. Um, and uh, Oklahoma does have a good kicker, Mister Old Mister Bur- Burkich. And they got him in range, and he made the kick to win the game. You're going to have games like this for Oklahoma, but I don't know. There's something a little off. Something with seems the, off. Yep. The, 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 and we're saying that about a lot of teams this year, which I kind of love, because we are headed towards some sort of chaotic uh, you know, <clears throat> decision-making that involves four SEC teams probably making it into the playoff and everybody being so mad. Oh, man. But that all said um, – yeah, I mean, Rattler's getting booed by the fans. They're chanting, we want Caleb or whatever, whoever the backup's name is. Um, again, this is, you know, that's fan behavior. Uh, Rattler seemed to take everything in stride after the game, but they just don't look like they have 
like they're they're not putting it on teams like with the downfield passing game like yeah. they used to. And you would think if anything, he would have gotten better at that. And so I don't know if it's a again a Jimmy's and Joe's issue or if it's an offensive line issue. Oklahoma notoriously has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Maybe this year is just you know they got young guys that are breaking in. Uh, it's probably a combination of a lot of things, but uh, certainly curious because this is the time of the year where Oklahoma usually is like pedal to the metal scoring 60 points a game and just airing it out. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if too, if some of it's a wide receiver room issue, like they don't have a Hollywood Brown or a, sure. a CD lamb out there. It's not like Rattler isn't, is, is missing wide open guys like Baker Mayfield yeah. and, and those yeah, dudes that guy, were throwing two wide open guys. Jaden yeah. Hazelwood. I think they have the Jaden Hazelwood. Who's like a, he was a five-star kid, but he is, must've not been as impressive development wise as he should have been he's got like blonde dreads you recognize him when you see him i was i was gonna say the same thing jordan like when i think about oklahoma's offense i think about yeah like receivers like on 25 yard posts just like free and clear and i don't that's not really happening it's not like i don't think spencer's missing guys i don't think he's played awesome but it's not like he's just like botching the offense it feels they're probably not as as soporific as Clemson, but it, it it feels similar in that yeah something is off about their offense compared to yeah. a normal Oklahoma offense. Yeah, and I, I mean I think those those throws that you get to make, I mean yeah you get to make long throws, but they're over the middle. You got a lot of space to make the throw to, but the thing that you got to have to be able to make that throw is time. And if if they're just not blocking the way that they used to, or some teams have caught on to getting some pressure on him, getting him off his spot. Maybe he's just not as good as at walking through his progression as he probably should be at this point in his career because everything has been fairly yeah. pre-programmed. Um, open he's guys. What, sophomore? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Redshirt sophomore so, like, or something even, like that. So. Even this point in his career is grain of salt worthy. True. But because, but he's I, I, making, because he's making close to a million dollars or whatever it is sure. in NIL, he's going to get scrutinized. Um, yeah, He's still like a 19, 20-year-old kid. Well, I think he's a redshirt sophomore, but that's all right. But, but all yeah, right. you're right. I mean, I think he's draft eligible. I don't, I don't know that he's doing a whole lot of to uh, boost his draft status here. Um, it's fair, but neither is Sam Howell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so get excited, Miami Dolphins! You get to, you get to choose one of these two fellows. Talk yourself into them, or you know, some like random tall white guy. Is it going to be the Dolphins, or is it going to be the Texans? I don't know. The Dolphins probably need to think about it soon. Just, just start to think about making that move. I feel bad. I feel bad for Tua, but this is tremendous content. So, <laughs> anyhow, all right. So yeah, uh, Oklahoma squeezes one out against West Virginia. Um, important win for them. When is Red River? That's got to be coming up soon. Next in two weeks, I think maybe. That's usually the same weekend as Florida LSU. For whatever reason, I don't know why I know that, but I think it is. Yeah, Red River's on the ninth. Yep. Was Texas on a bye this week? Texas. No, Golly, yeah, they, they blasted Texas, Texas Tech. Tech, Tech yeah. yeah, they scored a zillion points on yeah. Texas Tech. Oh, Texas is back, baby. <laughs> Just in time for Red River. That's right. All right. Yep. Anything else to wrap the week up? I don't think so. No, I'm, uh, I think uh, mostly uninteresting week timed itself well to be during the Ryder Cup. I support it. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I will say I tried as hard as I could on our last episode to will it into existence, but Virginia Tech escaped from Richmond. Oh, man. They, they, were, they were losing. Things were happening there for a bit. I was feeling a little excited. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how it goes. It's also worth pointing out that Richmond is a fairly mediocre FCS team. This is not North Dakota yeah, State. The Hokie Club wasn't happy. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. What happened to the Richmond we used to know and love, you know? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, did you guys know Mike London is a cop? Todd McShay ain't walking through that door. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he went there, right? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Tease and peace. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. What do you say? Yeah, let's wrap this puppy up. Thanks for joining us. You know what it is. Ah, ah, ah. We're out here at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com, thewheelroute.com. You can download the show from the website. You can also see the pick spreadsheet. Um, don't fade your boy. I'm coming on strong, hitting my stride. I've got it, I've got it calibrated now. Can't wait to wear the golden sombrero next week and come crashing down to earth. But uh it's been good while it lasts. We love you guys. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.